Hello everybody! This month marks one whole year of Rogue Opinions and to celebrate that fact we are here to present our first annual Rogue Opinions Awards. So without further ado, let me introduce tonight's host. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, our very own essential worker, the tireless Jimmy very special episode for you guys today because it is the rogue opinions anniversary awards that's right ladies and gentlemen we've been around for an entire year i know it feels longer to you feels long as shit to us too but we're here we're doing it anyway and by us by we that's right the a team has been assembled because we've been found and we've been able to get our schedules together it is i the hero the essential jimmy baxter taking uh taking lead here as I lovingly uh, embrace from a distance my brothers in the A-team, Scott and Nathan. Boys, how you doing, dude? <laughs> hey, man. That might be the um, the best intro you've ever done. <laughs> well, you got to stretch those muscles every once in a while, you know? <laughs> like, not to be. Like, you two, you two recently, the last two podcasts that you've hosted have both knocked out the park, the intros. Uh, Scott's intro for his quiz. So it would have taken some beating, and then Jimmy swoops back in after two months off, and it's just like, no, Scott, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I am louder, so it's better. That's Listen, I'm an American, man. It's how we're raised. Just be louder and think you're better, and you can do anything. They want you to do it to them. That's what it is. Scott, I mean, it's nice of you to have worn a kilt to the awards. Well, you know, you got to make an effort. I, mean, I know it's only been one year, but... I mean, for me, it's like Titanic. It's like it feels like it's been eighty-four years. A three-hour tour. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so lovingly, uh, our wonderful, uh, vivacious kilt-wearing Scott has uh, assembled a group of awards with uh, some some people that we're going to nominate, and uh, we're going to get into that and uh, and everything. But guys, let's talk real quick about the thing that everybody's talking about. The murder hornets. They are everywhere. <laughs> Nothing else is going on in the world. These three and a half. Have you guys heard about these guys, by the way? Or have they made their way over to you? The hell are you talking about? You guys haven't heard of the murder hornets? What are they? Is it like the basketball team? Have they no, gone, no, have they gone rogue? Actually, they're actual. <laughs> they're actual hornets. They're about uh, three inches long. Uh, they have like a tiger stripe pattern on them, and they are. Uh, they, they like kill entire colonies of bees. They're from Japan. Um, uh. And, yeah, yeah, they, they're now over here uh, in some parts of the United States of America. Tell you what, like, talk about, I know it took them ages to uh, to do this. Wow. They picked one hell of a year to release murder hornets on everyone. Well, see, that's <laughs> the thing. They were like, oh, you guys don't want to take this uh, social distancing thing seriously? Guess what? Now a plague of hornets. <laughs> so they came from Japan. They came from Japan originally, from, from my understanding. 
So. Uh, well, look, I know revenge for uh, the nuclear bombs. It might might seem late, but murder, <laughs> murder hornets is all is that's a. Do you know what? I like the imagination. Well done. Evolution, evolution doesn't just happen overnight. So, you know, these things got to come up. But yeah, I sent a picture to the group chat if you guys want to look at what the murder hornet is. Fuck me. Yeah. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, if you can, if you're listening to us right now, thank you first of all. But uh, use your Google machine. Good, good. I think that's I, that's, uh, that's our man of the year sorted right there. And yeah, right. <laughs> so type in murder hornet and uh, take a picture. Take a look at that picture because uh, holy shit. Uh, yeah, they've just come over to uh, to the United States. So just when you thought it wasn't safe to go back outside, the murder hornets are back. <laughs> They're back. Where'd they go? I don't know, man. They're they're around. Evolution is just like okay, so a disease didn't get rid of them. Let's make sure to send over the murder hornet. Would you um, say, Jimmy? Would you say that evolution is a mystery? It is. It moves in mysterious ways, Nathan. And I like what you did there. I like what you did there. Uh, so. Because I like what you did there, how about we go to Nathan for our first anniversary award. The big timing, biggest big timing fuck of the year. Take away, Nathan. Well, thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much, everyone. And this is it's a pleasure to give out the first award in the history of the Rogue Opinions Anniversary Awards. But it is for the biggest big timing fuck. Uh, so the nominees are Le Champion. Chris Jericho himself, Vic Joseph for ignoring Jimmy, Kit Harrington for not bothering to turn up to something, I don't remember what, uh, Grado for boycotting Scott, uh, Rahul for obvious, uh, Sasha Banks for not bothering to not be getting her nails done during a podcast interview, <laughs> and me for being too good. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's done. It's not really often that somebody who's in the category gets to present the category as well. And it's gonna be a weird it. handshake if I win. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, uh, hands where we can see them when if you accept the award, my friend. <laughs> yeah, there's, because there's I don't know. I, I, said there. I don't know if we've uh, if we've announced this. The actual trophy for the Rogue Opinions Anniversary Awards is a slightly used, bought off of eBay, Fleshlight. Ah. Spray-painted gold, um, and it comes with a complimentary bottle of KY uh, lubricant. As as we proved, now he's never some massive debaters, lube is very important. (laughs) (laughs) It's very Um, important. You can't just go out there raw-dogging yourself uh, because you, you chafe. You chafe. So getting back to who should win this award, I unless someone can tell me why he's here, I think Kit Harrington should be excused. Not ex- not excused from like the Hall of Fame, but I don't think he's worthy of this award because I don't remember what he did. I think it was uh, yeah. because he didn't show up to D23, and he said like the Rock showed up and the Rocks and everything. Oh, okay. Well remembered, Scott. Okay, he he. Yeah, if he's doing something that the Rock has time, to, not doing something that the Rock has time to do. But Jimmy, how angry are you towards Vic Joseph still? Um, the the passion that I have for hating that man uh, grows every single day. Um, it burns with the intensity of a thousand suns. Uh, <laughs> so I believe that the biggest because this one actually happened to me. We have a very interesting set of circumstances well, t- here. Two of them did. 
That's fair. Grado happened to Scott as well. That's fair. Yeah, but That's fair. I think Grado and, Nathan, was a... and Nathan happens to us every week. So I mean, <laughs> sometimes without asking. <laughs> sometimes when you explicitly say no. <laughs> I don't know if a podcast disclaimer exists. You know, when they send a little message across the screen, we're like, "This is a joke." <laughs> <laughs> but that just happened. The thing with me, like, Grado, I think, looking back, is a bit petty on my hand, but it was one of my many annoyances I had with ICW at the time. But I think, looking at these nominees back, I think there's really, it's, it's a two-horse race for the winner here. It's between Nathan, for obvious reasons, and Will, <laughs> and Will Vic Joseph, because there would be no big-time fuck Hall of Fame without him. This is true. Can I just defend myself for a second? No, no. absolutely not. Um, I think Vic Joseph (laughs) maybe should uh, be, since he was, he has the recognition of being the founding member of the Big Timing Fucks Hall of Fame. Uh, He also has not been on TV for a long time, so that has helped. So I'm leaning more towards either Rahul or Nathan. Oh, Mm -hmm. Rahul. Oh, my God. Um, Bringing it back to my defense of myself. Uh, So like I was saying about uh, (laughs) the other people in this game. Go ahead, Nathan. (laughs) Like I got added to the Hall of Fame because I was correct about a prediction that the Fiend would move uh, to SmackDown. That is listen, why Jimmy added me to there. him. Listen to him taking his victory lap over here. No, that that is the reason why Scott was phoned whilst he was drunk in a pub. Um, <laughs> simply, I didn't big time anyone. I was just got proven right. I mean, Nathan, it wasn't how how. You got the prediction right. It was. It wasn't that you got the prediction right. It was the way you went about it. How arrogantly you were swinging your dick about about how right you were in prediction. But Jimmy was so angry to phone me moments after I rocked that karaoke night with "I Want It That Way." <laughs> True story. Oh, you are my, my Let's talk about. Let's talk about the boss. Let's talk about Sasha Banks. She was having her nails filed with some kind of electric file during not just any podcast review. She's not just on any like rubbish podcast. She's on the WWE's podcast, and all you can hear in the background is like two points in Sasha's defense. One, maybe being the life of a WWE superstar, you have to multitask. You have to do multiple things at one time. And two, I've listened to a couple of episodes of After the Bell. And I think it's the kind of treatment that podcast deserved. <laughs> uh, and three, if I may, three, her outfit at Money in the Bank. I oh, think yeah. that excuses her. That excuses her from uh, winning this prestigious award. Uh, she's well, in. She's in the Hall of Fame. You know, I mean that that outfit was straight out of the Oops I Did It Again video. And uh, <laughs> kudos. Well, let's, let's let's get to a winner here. I think we are we just going to go for democracy rules, and whoever gets the most votes. I'm yeah, just gonna was... say I'm just gonna say uh, it's gonna be Rahul. He's not gonna listen to this anyway, and uh, so he he can uh, he can win the slightly used uh, flashlight uh, with a bottle of KY, uh, and he can put it up on his mantle, and you know let it vibrate into the night. Okay, Scott, who are you gonna go for? Well, I'll just point out that we haven't actually talked a lot about Chris Jericho so far, but you know I think we've we've, we've shut on Chris Jericho enough in this podcast. What did he? Was he just being? Was he just being Chris Jericho, and that's why he got added? 
I think it had something to do with him playing audio clips off of his phone. Oh, yeah, that was super annoying. That was not that annoying enough been, to win this award. Yeah, no, I think that might have just been like another like nail in that particular coffin. But it's mostly just because it's Chris Jericho being Chris Jericho. Going back to Rahul, I think a lot of these people, like they've done actually done stuff of note that you can kind of see why they think they can get away with being a big time effect. But Rahul, I think he definitely deserves to be in. You can look at his award. While he did call himself a journalist. While he watches Interstellar for the thousandth time, he can sit up and he's, look up his mantelpiece and see his award. Okay. And um, after you two have convinced me, so I was going to try and vote for myself to get myself over. But of course I you were. That's why you're in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I, think, I think Rahul, just for the, in, the Interstellar thing, I think that really tipped it. For those that don't know, Rahul was late for a podcast recording because he was watching Interstellar for like the fifth time. Um, so, so Rahul, congratulations, man. You have won the biggest big timing fuck unanimously. Hello, everyone. This is the co-founder, leader, and all-round soul of Rogue Opinions, Rahul Asnani. Hope you're all enjoying the mindless mutterings of Nathan, Jimmy, and Scott. Mostly Nathan, I, I'm, I assume. An award show. How original. I assume Carl has won fuck all. I mean, I think that's a fair assumption. And I'll assume that I have won all the awards, as I rightly deserve. So I just like to thank myself for being an incredibly talented individual. To be fair, the bar wasn't high when it comes to rogue opinions. Um, But yeah, either ways, I would like to thank the other nominees for being just so average subpar even and uh yeah did i thank myself i mean if i didn't i'll do so again i uh one sec just got a text wait i want only one it's for the biggest big timing fuck who the fuck decided this this is a fucking outrage Okay, it's fine. It's fine. This award show is clearly rigged, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I apologize to all my fans for this travesty. I will take solace in the fact that all of you considered me as the greatest human alive. Thank you all. Fuck this show. Uh, throwing it back to the host for the evening, the completely dressed hot dog costume jimmy baxter oh, that's gimmick infringement the, the bundertaker is going to come after me ah fuck him. <laughs> uh <laughs> so uh yes that, that that was lovely thank you to uh nathan f- for uh showing up to uh deliver our first award of the night we'll be seeing him a little later on now we move over to the vivacious the deeply talented the ever professional scott mcleod for best punishment of the year well, as somebody who's taken part in, I'd say, half of these, uh, I say that there are some definite, some worthy candidates for a punishment of the year. And the nominees are the December to Dismember review, the Total Divas first three episodes of season one review, Shasta McNasty, the Bristol episode Nitro where he won the title, Heroes of Wrestling, and Ready to Rumble now. We should note that myself and Paul to a the current circumstances have not been able to get together do much recording as of late, so that is why the uh, Starkey 2000 function that we set to do after WrestleMania 
is not on here because it doesn't exist yet. <laughs> I would like to straight away say that Shasta McNasty should not win because it was only 20 minutes and me and Jimmy recorded it whilst quite drunk after doing a different podcast, so it was probably more fun than a punishment. I really oh, yeah, I did not feel punished. I, I enjoyed listening to it. I mean, I originally was going to say maybe the Russo Nitro because the worst thing about it for me and Sean was we watched it and it turns out Rob, the show goes off air just as he's won the match, so it's not officially announced he's the champion until the following Thunder, which means we sat through two hours for really nothing. But then again, uh, for me personally, nothing is worse than Heroes of Wrestling. Like It's so bad that when me and Paul talk about that podcast, we don't even say what it is a review of that show. We call it the podcast that must not be named. <laughs> that and was I can, I can hear you picking up a waste paper basket just in case you start to vomit <laughs> uh, when you even say the words Heroes of Wrestling. Um, and I'm going to agree with you. I think Heroes of Wrestling is... That episode uh, is... One of my favorite things I've ever listened to. Just the despair in your voices as you move through that show. That was brought me so much joy. It made winning really worth it. Anyone who's listened to me and Paul's show uh, regularly has will know that Paul usually does not care what people think of what he says. So the fact that he was basically telling me that I was maybe going a bit far when I was basically listing the five things uh, Greg Valentine looks like during that review, goes to show just how much I'd lost the will to live. I think that it was amazing to listen to. If you've not listened to it, uh, go listen to it. Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast or at SP Rambling on the Twitters. It's, it's something to behold. And mm. I don't think anything else that we've not mentioned, like we've not mentioned already to Rumble Review. That wasn't, like the film sucks, but it's nothing compared to that. Tell Beavers. Hold on. I would like to take umbrage with that because I just watched Ready to Rumble like three days ago again, and it's fucking delightful. It's it's trash. Like but it, it's like a it's a trash in quite a fun way. Like it's harmless. It's not like offensively bad. It's kind of crappy, but I didn't oh, hate watching it. It's it's total shit. It's total shit, but it's fantastic. Yeah, that's Nathan, what. So I say, Nathan, looking at the ones that. You've been involved in the only one that you didn't enjoy doing because you, you you enjoyed doing Total Divas, yeah. Which, which is funny to listen to any car on that one. The only one that you've been involved in that you actually hated was December to Dismember. Yeah, that is a terrible show because it begins to feel like it, it drags, which is quite an effort for a show that's like just two and a bit hours long. Like I don't mind that. I don't mind Total, Total Divas. It's car crash TV. You can crack a beer and eat some like Doritos or something whilst you watch that and get through it fairly easily. Ready to Rumble is Jimmy said is trash but it's kind of delightful December to December is just after the Hardy Boys versus uh, Eminem uh, in the opener which is a, a, a decent match and I feel bad for those guys having to put it on on that show. The rest of the card is just dog shit like, yeah. when one, of, one of the best bits after that is Matt Stryker's arse that's it, and that's because he's got his face on the back of his tights, and they won't stop close-ups of it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you do you have on that show, Davari versus Tommy Dreamer, which is a five-star classic compared to a Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik versus the Bushwhackers, which took place on Heroes of Wrestling, which Brian Alvarez rated minus all the stars in the universe is infinite. Yeah, like Tommy Dreamer as well. On December to December, he takes a a, a, a 
what do you what would you call it a choke bomb sorry from carly onto the ramp like on december to dismember he takes a bump like that and it's just it's just shit but it is nothing i've not watched heroes of wrestling i've only heard the horror stories of it uh, some of which are featured on jake the snake uh jake the snake's documentary with ddp but yeah i think that's got a win for me as well yeah heroes of wrestling is definitely far and away like probably the best punishment it's 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 right up there as one of my favorite things I've ever listened to. <laughs> yeah, but the podcast is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the worst thing about it. One more thing before I go on, as I say in that show, I was very unwell at the time. I was getting over a flu, so I was on painkillers, which meant I couldn't drink the necessary amount of alcohol to get through the review or actually watching the show. So I was watching, I had to watch it stone cold sober and wishing I was dead. So. If, if you need any further proof that Heroes Wrestling is the worst punishment, well, there it is there. And I'm sure Paul will be grateful to know that at least it was worth something as it has won the punishment of the year in the first ever Rogue of Titans Award. Jimmy, do a just quick side note. Uh, do Scott and Paul get a flashlight to share? Yes. Oh, okay, it, that's but, good. But, Sorry. I, but it's like uh, this one because it, like... Uh, all of these were shows that multiple people were on and everything, so it's like a double-sided one, so it's sort of like a Chinese finger trap. Yeah, I just want to make sure, because I'm, I'm just doing the budget for this podcast. I want to make sure how many oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, make sure to put into the budget all of the uh, the long, awkward eye, like the stares that they have to give each other while they're using said device, celebrating their victory. I, don't know, how, I don't know what that means monetar- monetarily. Uh, just just so it's in there, so they know that we know that they know what they're going through. So like five bucks, is that what we're talking? Sure, yeah. Okay. okay. No, pr- it's priceless. It's priceless. Uh, okay, sorry, Dermot. I might be professional, but excuse me one moment. I, I need to excuse myself after that discussion. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all over the floor. I thought you had the bucket. Yeah. It was too far it. away. I thought I'd had it in the right angle. Well, while Scott's cleaning up, um, uh, we're going to move swiftly along to another thing that that makes me want to gag sometimes. The Lacey Evans Woman of the Year Award, um, presented by me. Uh, I'm going to take the floor on this one, gentlemen, if you don't mind. Ladies and gentlemen, many women through history have given us great, great things. Some of the women on this list have not. I am now here to present the Lacey Evans Woman of the Year Award. The nominees are Shayna Baszler, Lacey Evans herself, Gwyneth Paltrow, Lizzie McGuire. I'm assuming the character, not the actress. Would it be the cartoon one? I'm not sure. Yes. Uh, Yes, the cartoon Lizzie McGuire, yes. Ivory and the creator of women's wrestling, Stephanie McMahon. Gentlemen, I'm opening up the floor to you guys. Who do you think should be the first ever Lacey Evans, Woman of the Year Award recipient. I think oh. undoubtedly there's a standout candidate in there, um, and it is, of course, the cartoon Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> the, the things that she brings to the table, so much good advice. So much good advice. So much allowing plot points to flow easily by explaining them. Uh, I think she really could guide some people through life and do a lot of good work for people despite the handicap of being animated. 
in a live action show. Good she point. does overcome that beautifully. Yeah, exactly. Just like Roger Rabbit. <laughs> I mean, you make some good points there, Nathan. But I would like to explain one of my nominees that I personally put in there, which was Ivory, who, if you've been following along with on the recently returned Retro Smackdown series, you'll know that Ivory, despite being one of the best women's wrestlers, a Hall of Famer, and probably definitely the best women's wrestler they had in 1999, had to put over the fabulous Miller in a two-minute match, which looked like it was wrestled while both women are trapped in quicksand, and featured a roll-up worse than the one that Steve Austin used on Owen Hart, and Steve Austin, bearing in mind, had a broken neck and couldn't feel his arms at the time. Um, that, is some, that is some good points, but she didn't have to overcome being animated. Like, if she'd done all that whilst also being an animation, that would have been pretty impressive. It's hard to be animated when you're wrestling a 70-year-old woman who can barely move. <laughs> but guys, guys, what you're failing to realize here is that we wouldn't have had that trapped in quicksand horrendous excuse for a match if Stephanie McMahon hadn't created women's wrestling. Uh, guys, I mean... If, if, if you're trying to use that, I'm basically causing that horrible match to be in existence. That's more of a point against her than anything. Well, then allow me to counter with this. Money in the Bank 2020. That glorious, glorious insert of her in the Money in the Bank conference room after Dana Brooke took down the wrong briefcase, where she absolutely was not in the room. She absolutely recorded it on another day and at a different time, and definitely at her home, I think that, like, just makes her a shoe-in for the Lacey Evans Woman of the Year Award. Guys, what we're forgetting here is we need to really calm ourselves down, look within ourselves at what our chakra is saying to us, and I don't know, maybe you need to buy uh, an alpaca wool 100% a cardigan for $828 from goop.com and it's reasons like that that I would like to actually change my mind to perhaps an actual human animation <laughs> uh, which is the wonderful Gwyneth Paltrow who has not only bought us fabulous things like the goop lab where some of her very very overly privileged white friends uh, went to a some kind of gazebo thing in Jamaica to do magic mushrooms, uh, which was an actual episode of a documentary on Netflix. Uh, and without her, they wouldn't have been able to get over how privileged they are. And I think that's just worth bringing up and also saying that Gwyneth should definitely win this award. Hold on a second. <coughs> Jeez, I just Oh, geez. Scott's going to have nothing left. Scott, maybe you need some uh, herbal oil for $47. Or a vaginal egg. Yeah, maybe you need a jade vagina egg. I will personally mop this, this stick up, put it into a box, and mail it to you if you keep us up. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to nominate the person that I think should win, which is Lacey Evans. Not only is she a ref wrestler who travels for umpteen weeks of the year, but she's also a mother. Oh, and she Lord. punches people in the face. How many different nominees are you going to have here? Well, um, uh, three. 
because I don't care about Shayna Baszler. Well, what he's really trying to say is that he's really just looking out for who he believes should be the winner, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, I mean, come on, let's look at Shayna Baszler. She's had an up and down year. I mean, exactly, that's why she didn't win. I mean, she got robbed out of possibly when she should have won the the Rumble. She should have won at WrestleMania. And, you know, we all love her. Carl loves her, especially. I don't know. She lost to a pregnant woman, despite being a UFC cage fighter. We don't know Becky was, was pregnant at the time. Uh, first of all, that makes it a two-on-one handicap match, and Shayna Baszler's <laughs> great, but she she can't overcome those odds. Well, I just don't want to celebrate mediocrity. Okay, so, so why, then why are you going with Gwyneth Paltrow and Lacey Evans? I was you, just going to say about Lacey Evans. You mean Gwyneth Paltrow, who is a Silicon Valley billionaire? Probably. Well, Stephanie McMahon is a rich East Coast elitist billionaire that uh, runs, like, the thing we talk about all the time, women's wrestling. She invented it. She probably invented women. She has three kids. I don't know. Aren't we just tired of rich white people telling us what to do? Which is why I'd like to nominate Shayna Baszler. (laughs) Who is, if my belief is correct, half Chinese. I mean, if you think about, we want to reward hard work. And what is Ivory, a woman who just wanted to make it? She went through the original goal of just wanting to get her name out there. She just wanted to be a star. She comes to the WRF to make it. She finally gets the women's championship and they make her lose it to an old woman who may or may not, who definitely was a human trafficker. I just like to celebrate those who serve for us. And Lacey <laughs> Evans used to be a Marine. Literally every sentence is someone else. This is fantastic. Um, <laughs> I would like to just remind everybody that uh, Stephanie McMahon is better than everybody and everybody knows it and she can slap anyone she wants to whenever she wants to because she's Stephanie McMahon. Uh, Just in case you guys forgot. And to quote the former editor-in-chief of Power Slam magazine, Mr. Finley Martin, was Ivory ever really good? Oh my god. Compared to the Fabulous Miller, she was. She was fucking Charlotte Flair by comparison. You know what, guys? I think it's just fair to say that whilst uh, all of everything you've said is great, we are still forgetting that animated Lizzie McGuire was animated. And in fact, even made a comeback in the last year on the Disney Plus series. And sure, it got cancelled after a few episodes because some writers got into an argument. But she's still animated and overcame that. And we still remember her to this day. I don't think people really remember who Ivory is. I mean, you're saying about celebrating, not celebrating mediocrity, and you're nominating a character from a show whose reboot got cancelled after a few episodes. She's an animated girl living in a real-life world, dude. Yeah, that's a real struggle. Like, have you not seen uh, Toon World or whatever that Brad Pitt one's called? Exactly. I have not. Well, you should. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. <laughs> Gentlemen, I say, I say that uh, I think all of these women are winners in their own way. And that's no. just because it's 2020. We're not going to be need a podcast to celebrate, that does that. <laughs> we, we need to celebrate equality in women. We need to celebrate, 
you know, that womankind is more of, it, it's not a solo sport. It's a team effort. And all of these women came together, and all six of them, five and a half because one of them's animated. Whoa. The That's the sort better. of bias that really makes this a struggle. But might I add, <laughs> only one of these women has the lady balls to sell a vibrator that's actually a necklace. When did, when did Stephanie sell that? I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about Gwyneth. Of course you were. <laughs> and it's made of gold. Oh, of course it is. So I want to vote for Lacey Evans. Oh, we'll be here forever. <laughs> I just tried to pitch that all six of them were awful enough to get the to get the title. So I don't think any of them are awful. So none of them win. No, I think we probably need to vote for a winner. Well, since clearly I'm losing, I'm picking a losing battle with this ivory argument here. Fuck it, I'm going with Stephanie. Right now. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner of the latest <laughs> the creator of women's wrestling, Lady Balls herself, and now, and now, he moves swiftly. One of the one of the, the the most prestigious awards here tonight, here at the Rogue Opinions Anniversary Awards, first ever. It's great. It's beautiful. It's the best award show ever. Uh, the Lee Pace Man of the Year Award, and. For this one, Scott, are you all cleaned up? Are you all uh, cleaned up over there? Yeah, I'm quickly running out of wet light. You're about to be fine for the rest of the evening. All right, awesome. So I'm going to go to Nathan that he can uh, do our next category, the Lee Pace Man of the Year Award. Thank you very much, Jimmy. The Lee Pace Man of the Year Award is really an award that encapsulated what these great men have done in the last year and why they're worthy to stand alongside the A-team in immortality uh, so the nominees are Lee Pace winner of the best wrestler entrance uh, tournament Ryan <laughs> Ren- we did that. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds that name says enough Keith Lee he is limitless Roman Reigns Godfather not the film but the pimp <laughs> and Pedro Pascal Mandalorian. Uh, let's open the floor. Lee Pace, Man of the Year. I think I mean, just based on his interview segments in Dark Side of the Ring, the Godfather, the Godfather is without a doubt Man of the Year. No, I have a few different nominees here, much like you and Nathan in the last round. I mean, look at down these down these list of men. I mean. Maybe I'm I'm kind of biased against Roman because it was him that helped you guys defeat us at Survivor Series, which led to that awful years of wrestling punishment. <laughs> I mean, you have Keith Lee, who is definitely the man of the hour, the king of the ring, intelligence and power. Uh, the Godfather, who's struggled his whole life to fight against the stereotype that pimping was an easy way to make a living. And I've become a big fan of his since we started in the Retro SmackDown series. But then again, Ryan Reynolds is fucking Ryan Reynolds. Damn right. You guys, more? You guys seen Six Underground? I've been meaning to. Oh, you, sh- you guys should watch it. It's a good movie. Netflix movie did with Michael Bay. And uh, it's, it's good. If, you, if you're in the mood for an action movie, like expect, obviously, a Michael Bay explosions, fest, loads of big action set pieces. But it's awesome. And Ryan Reynolds is really good in it. Yeah, 
Um, I would like to talk about, what did you say about fighting stereotypes, Scott? I said that Godfather was fighting against the stereotype that pimping was easy. I'd like to say that um, the Godfather is fighting that stereotype so much that he owns a gentleman's club in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. He does indeed. So is he just still pimping? Yes, but by now he's kind of perfected it. So still, it's not easy, but it's easier than it was back in 1999. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like The Godfather as well. <laughs> <laughs> but Keefley is without limit. Mm-hmm. And we are told... Thing. And we are told to bask in his glory pretty frequently. We are, we are. But Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds. But Lee Pace, a man who won a wrestling entrance tournament without having ever made an entrance, that takes some doing. We want to talk about limitless. That is limitless. Never having done the action that wins you the award. That's power. (laughs) That's power that you you could fuel a city on that power. That's a transcendence, is what that is. That really is. Um, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to just, I got to stick with The Godfather. I mean, if you guys have been watching uh, Dark Side of the Ring, uh, yeah. he's been taking shots and talking about doing coke and, uh, and fucking having Vince McMahon taking the doomsday device on the stage in the strip club. He's just, what a man. What a man The Godfather is. So we all going for The Godfather. I think it's unanimous, I think. I think that's pretty unanimous, single all of us. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the Lee Pace Man of the Year Award for 2020, The Godfather. And now cue the music and everybody's dancing. Quick video of Tim White getting tackled by hoes. The uh, the award will be sent by overnight delivery on the whole train. Well, well done. Well, well done to the Godfather. And the night continues. I'll pass it straight back to our host, Jimmy Baxter. Oh, thank you very much, Nick. Thank you so much. Uh, next up, ladies and gentlemen, without hesitation, the only man who is here and available and <laughs> the only person really truly equipped to do our next segment, our next award, the workhorse of the A-Team the man of the hour for best regular podcast, Scott McLeod. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, we always like to try some new things here at Rogue Vines. Sometimes we'll just do a one-off thing because it happens to come just at three in the morning. But some podcasts we love so much, we make them regular things. We do more than one episode for some reason. Even whether or not you ask for it. And these... Content! Content! Bless you. Thank you, thank you. It's a little fr- little corona in my throat. No problem, though. I'm good. And these are some of the best of the bunch. The nominees are the Naked Man podcast, Time and Relative Opinions, the uh, aka the Doctor Who show, the Banter Munich podcast, Kayfabe Court, Master Debaters, and the Rule Ritual Smackdown series. There's some great podcasts in there. We have a pretty mm-hmm. solid lineup of uh, a regular podcast so if you guys haven't listened to it yet go back in the archives and check them out make your own decision but these are the decisions that matter right right now us judging ourselves to tell us which one of our shows is better oh ah, ah, sorry i got crap there patting myself on the back <laughs> yeah you don't want to throw out a rotator cuff man you'll be you'll be rehabbing that shit for years um i i gotta go with the one that really kicked it all off the one that was the one that really like 
brought us to the dance in the first place, the one that really helped all three of us find our voices uh, here and in other places. Kayfabe Court. Kayfabe really- Court is a fun one. That is a fun one. It's a serious one. Like we solve some legitimate issues on that podcast, and it's a pain in the ass to get to court sometimes. But it's worth it when you're there, and that is there is some major issues that need to be decided. But one podcast I have very much enjoyed being a small part of lately and listening to was the Rogue Retro Smackdown review. Oh, some fun, there was some some fun stuff on there. Like there's some Smackdown episodes that I'd not ever seen before. Like, just because I'd never watched them. Like the early Doors ones. And uh, getting to watch those and then be a part of it was... is pretty is pretty good. So... I, I've looked ahead a little bit to what's coming up for that series. And I've got a mixture of excitement and dread for what's coming up in the next month or so. Looking at it, I mean... Master Debaters uh, deserves a mention for... Despite only having two episodes has made a big impact some of the hard-hitting topics that came out of there, but I would have to echo some of the statements that Jerry made in the case that this camaraderie that people enjoy amongst the A-team really got started, the ball started rolling through Keefe's court and Nathan talking bollocks about <laughs> uh, about Ric Flair in the desert and Kiss and whatever. That was fun. Now, I would, there is a soft spot. Obviously, now I am on, I am on there, the Naked Men podcast as well started off as a show on a different channel uh, it's no longer up anymore but um where i forced ben to watch wrestling and he doesn't like wrestling and then <laughs> it morphed into what it is now which is just a lot of pop culture bullshit um but that that keeps going on a weekly basis it's probably the one with the most episodes out of the lot mm-hmm. uh, yeah it definitely is but that's fun and banter munich as well covering the sports Oh, Scott, you, you, you're not a big sports guy. And Jimmy, they don't cover sports that you would probably enjoy. They're, those guys are working... Basically, we're putting ourselves over for this award. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> our, our triple main event is all just... It's all self-indulgence from here on out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I'm, what's really happening is I'm trying to be nice to these two before we get to the next award. I mean... Ooh. <laughs> The uh, the Naked Man podcast. I don't want to sound disparaging. Nathan. I haven't watched. I haven't listened to every episode because I listen to so many podcasts. Uh, I don't. I don't know if we should be measuring the quantity of episodes as necessarily a statement on the quality of the shows themselves. But even though there are some good episodes I've, I've tuned into, I, uh, I I'm really hesitant to say anything nice about Retro SmackDown because again, it sounds like I'm putting myself over here. <laughs> Kayfabe Court, I know I've not done one in ages, but I don't know. Kayfabe Court is fun, and I think we all three of us have pretty much voted for it. But it is a fun podcast to do. (laughs) Kayfabe Court is a lot of fun because it gives it gives me the ability to like and the time to like stretch that improv muscle a little bit and just have like ridiculous arguments. I believe one of them, uh, my argument was that. Like it had something to do with Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon. Like there was pictures of of themselves like going down <laughs> on one another. Um, <laughs> I believe that was the Shane's lockbox right before WrestleMania 32 episode. Um, I, I hated I you for that. So that was really I, had, I had a strong argument there up until 
you said something about head at the very last second. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's it's that type of like uh, mental athleticism that uh, is the, uh, the the real cornerstone of what kayfabe court is, yeah. was, and always will be. So I, I don't think there's any other choice, but I think kayfabe court is uh, probably our best work. Every time we come away from doing one of those episodes, I'm like, damn, are, are, are we funny? Yeah. Is that... <laughs> It's not just the improv as well. It's like preparing for an episode, like for the Ric Flair one. I remember like just researching for ages things that were happening at the MGM Grand and seeing <laughs> Kiss were there that weekend. And then not just taking it a step further and actually finding their set list as well. Oh, <laughs> like it's just like it's, it's total not a bit. So it's a lot of fun to prepare for as well so that you go in there with just too much information. But you're doing it for a fun reason. So I think kayfabe court has got to be. And you never know, really know which way it's going to go. Like you can prepare as much as possible, but that like Scott was saying that his argument uh, in the lockbox episode was so strong up until, you know, the, the very end. And, and you know, my, my uh, arguments have fallen apart directly at the end and uh, of episodes. <laughs> and and um, being in this position, it's not as easy as you would previously think because I remember hearing some of these arguments and some of the shit that people come out with. Like, it's a case of, like, how do I even decide here like, with all this nonsense to make an effective decision here? There is that thing about whether you go with, whether you go with comedy. Sometimes it's comedy or logic, and you're mm-hmm. trying to decide which side of the fence you're going to fall. Like, sometimes it's harder when both arguments are hilarious. I think we have one that makes sense and one that makes no sense. It's like, wh- how am I feeling today? Which side am I fooling on? <laughs> <laughs> which which way am I going to go with this yeah. now and forever? <laughs> and Nathan, are you still carrying the uh, the anger uh, uh, to not being able to prove that Ty Dillinger was the one behind G- uh, GTV? No, because... Um... No, it's part of it is jealousy for who he's married to, um, which I realized was making me look petty. And part of it was, how'd that push go, bro? <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> like, I feel dropping fire, dropping fire from Nathan. Yeah, like, I feel a little bit bad for him. Like, he, he left, he got in great shape. He had stupid hair, but he still was in great shape. And, uh, like, it's, no, it's not all gone for plant, not for Mr. Spears, but I mean, he gets to go home to Peyton Royce, so the fuck am I doing? I'm drinking beers and giving out fucking flashlights, so Yeah, so I guess uh, I guess we're all going to be getting a flashlight in the mail because uh, Kayfabe Court is our winner of Everyone best... at Rogue Opinions gets one <laughs> Every single one of us gets a used slightly used um, set of uh, like a KY Jelly and a flashlight. So congratulations to us. Um, congratulations, boys. Good, good. Thank you, Scott, for uh, you. handling the uh, regular podcast, best regular podcast award. Uh, we're moving on swiftly to uh, botch of the year. We're gonna, as we're sliding into home plate here, our last two awards, we're going with botch of the year. Uh, I'm going to take this one. The nominees are Nathan's Full Gear Rant. That went on for four or five days. Scott's uh, Mandela effect or Mandala? Mandela? Mandela yeah. effect. Yeah, my, my, my failure to understand what the Mandela effect actually is. 
<laughs> Links in with the last award very well. <laughs> um, Carl puts his faith in Zicky Dice, and then the Chinese guy who ate a bat is one of the nominees. And Rahul, not watching Rebellion. <laughs> so, there are perhaps two there that I'm just going to explain very quickly. Scott's Mandela Effect target, if you've not listened to the Kayfabe Court episode, Scott came in fully prepared to use the Mandela Effect, which is the belief that something did actually happen, but then we've swapped universal timelines. And uh, Scott did not come prepared for that at all and argued the opposite of that, uh, <laughs> but calling it the Mandela Effect. And for anyone who listened to the Rogue Retro Smackdown review, uh, review of Rebellion, uh, it turned out that Rahul had not actually watched the show, <laughs> but it, it's on the review and it's still up, so you can tell. And uh, but I think those two just needed some explaining. And the Chinese man who ate a bat—I don't know—turn uh, on the news, I guess. <laughs> well, logic would dictate that as a as the world as a whole, the man who ate a bat would be botch of the year. Um, <laughs> but I think. Quickly, if I can make an honorable mention here, uh, I'm not going to add him to the list of nominees, but I believe it was Carl who uh, pronounced Hideo Itami like oh my 94 oh, separate ways. I for completely forgot the about that. podcast that we did, I believe it was Kayfabe Court. Um, that was the Kayfabe Court, and I even used it in my argument at one point because he could not say Hideo Itami, but he pronounced <laughs> it literally about 9,000 times different ways <laughs> Hideo, Hideo Hideo yeah and there was some Itami was even wrong at some point sometimes it was Itami and it was just incredible um uh, yeah that's just, that's just an honorable mention he'll be getting a flashlight as well <laughs> also uh the one of it's like it depends if you've listened to our hard time interview where we do our usual weekend uh productions for this it was me and Carl doing uh, hard times the NWA pay-per-view and uh, I went the logical, logical choice of saying that uh, Ricky Starks would become the TV champion and uh, Carl put his faith in Zicky Dice and what's worse is that at the tape and following that Zicky Dice won the TV title <laughs> that's pretty amazing now to the to the obvious one the full gear rent oh, it, it, I, is, it is bad and I have privately apologized to both these guys many times <laughs> for it. Uh, I, I, I did. I, I had a very bad day that day. I wasn't feeling too good. I came in angry and it was a bad, po- it was a bad, it was a bad podcast. It was a very, very, very bad podcast. An hour before he had a <laughs> fucking death match. Okay, take a shot every time you mention the word death match. In that <laughs> I, had, I, I cleanly shaved earlier that day. And I'm pretty sure I had a full Santa Claus like beard <laughs> by the end of that run. Not by the end of the podcast, by the end of that run. <laughs> it lasted the entire two plus hours, yeah, I believe. Pretty much. pretty much is is a great regret of mine. It's a shit podcast uh, because of me, and uh, it's still up to go to listen to. But don't because it's very very bad. No, no, no. It's not please, on these guys. Please do, please do go <laughs> listen to it and leave your full. Like, as many tweets as it takes to give your full thoughts on that to Ben underscore E-B-E-R-T. Yes. I really was hoping you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, I was. Yeah. As so, many tweets as it takes. DMs DMs are welcome as well. Uh, I, 
And one thing I'm really, I'm really sad that I forgot about the Hideo Itami thing because that was oh. hilarious. That was great. It I popped into my brain as you were, as we were like going through the the nominees, yeah. and I had to mention it. Sorry, Scott. I, go on. I said I wanted him. I actually almost put him in the box of the year, not for that, but for the fact that you pointed out that his argument for Hideo being taken out by Triple H was so. Oh God! Yeah, it was really box. racist. And I you believe Carl being racist. <laughs> He like um, he, he made his whole argument about Hideo Itami was based on the fact that Triple H could only have one Japanese person on top at any one time. Wait, in his defence, he's technically arguing that Triple H is the racist here. Yeah, he is. He is accusing a very rich man with very good lawyers of being it's, racist. His wife is more... the woman of the year. What's more racist? Is it that uh, Carl believed that Triple H would do that, or if Triple H was actually doing it and Carl was the only person to figure it out? No, Carl refused to acknowledge his argument as racist. Like at the end, we were like, "So you're calling Triple H racist?" He's like, "No, you're twisting it." <laughs> but he clearly <laughs> said that Triple H could only have one Japanese person at a time. And because Nakamura had just gotten signed, all shit had to break loose. Um. But, but he's not in here, so the obvious thing is to vote for the man who ate a bat. Um, but I think it's between me or Rahul. I mean... What's worse, watching the show and giving a very, very poor review of it, or not watching the show and pretending to review it on a podcast? I mean, at the time, I edited that show, <laughs> really, after listening to it back for editing purposes, I realised they had, I was like, how did I not notice? Because I remember the whole of you, like, he talked shit about a match for a good 10 minutes, and then we gave our rating for it. He goes, oh, I really liked it. That should have been the, uh, that should have been the moment where the pin dropped. But I don't know why it didn't. I can't believe we got through the entire, I believe it was like 90 minutes that podcast it, ended up going. And I can't believe, like, I knew it by the end, but, like, it wasn't until he said that he hadn't watched it that I was I, just like, I'm almost sad that we didn't we weren't recording when he told us uh, they hadn't watched it because Jimmy's reaction is just something else. <laughs> I, I don't even remember it. I don't even remember it. I don't remember. I wasn't on the recording, but I got some very angry messages <laughs> from uh, from from Mr. Baxter, and uh, but I mean, where where are our votes going? Let's move. Let's let's move on. Well, I think uh, the Rahul thing. Um, we expressed our displeasure, um, and he's also already won an award tonight. And I, I just don't want to give him too many awards, especially for this. So I'm gonna have to go with Nathan's full gear rant. Fuck me. I mean, it feels like an obvious one to go for the man who ate a bat, but like that man ate a bat and led to circumstances that podcasts like this are supposed to be helping people forget about. So really, by proxy, you should not be getting an award. And I think we've had our fun by talking about your full gear rant. And to be honest with you, when I was coming up with this category, it was one of the first things I, <laughs> I thought of to nominate. So for that, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to not vote for myself, but the man who ate a bat is dead. So it's going to be he's not going to enjoy the fleshlight, whereas I might. So I'm going to vote for myself. And now you've got to. Yes! And now you've got to. Oh, it's so lucky I've got two of them. That radiation. 
all that radiation. <laughs> and I heard if you throw it in the microwave for 30 seconds, it uh, it makes it nice and warm for you. Yeah. Well, I was hoping to become the Hulk, but instead I just grew a second dick. Well, now you have now you have two flashlights, so the one doesn't have to wait until the first one's done. <laughs> I, I feel that we're making references to previous shows. People are going to be listening to think, is this just one big advert for their back catalog? This this is true. Honestly, we forgot. We should have said at the start. If you're new to Rogue Opinions, <laughs> this is not the show for you. Um, like unless you like things that are riddled with nostalgia for things that you don't know. Um, but otherwise, I don't know. Scroll whatever app you're on. Scroll down to the bottom and start from there. And then when oh. you get back here, thank you. Yeah, thank you for listening. You now understand the previous 55 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a first podcast to be tuning into, if it is the case. That is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just scrolling through the uh, trending podcasts or whatever, and you're just like, huh, these guys have a cool logo. They might be fun. What's this? They gave out awards. I like awards. I like tournaments. What's this all about? And then you listen to this and you're like, who the fuck are these guys? But uh, but we've only got one more award to give out. Well, that means, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for our main award of the evening. It is the Rogue Opinions Anniversary Award main event. And it is the moment of the year. And I believe for this one, since you just won your award, Nathan, close us out for moment of the year. Please present us with the nominees. Thank you, Jimmy. It is moment of the year. And the nominees are Jimmy phones Scott during a podcast. (laughs) Lee Pace wins the best entrance tournament. I think there should be a parenthesis there, despite not being in it. Nathan and Jimmy ramble about goop. I don't remember that. And Marvel announces Blade. Very important moment from the last 12 months of human history. Not just so, great opinions. Quickly, quickly, uh, Nathan, just stare off into the sky and think about Blade. Scott, join me in the corner briefly. Just briefly. Okay. Okay. All right. So here's here's the problem. Um, we know he's gonna fucking vote for Blade. You and I gotta get on the same page here. Okay. All right. So whatever. If you come up with something, I'm just gonna back you on this because if Blade wins, we're never gonna hear the end of it. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, nice. All right. Done. All right. And break. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Nathan, how's it going, buddy? Motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. Yeah, damn right. Damn right they are. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's open this up here and uh, try and decide who's going to win moment of the year in our first ever award tournament, award show. Award th- I don't know. I've been drinking mimosas all day. Life is a blur. Well, so, so you guys got... Looking at these uh, nominees here, I mean, you've got the Goop rent, uh, that rambling, that went on what felt like 20 odd minutes at least. And I remember I could have just left the recording without me and my microphone, went for a shit. 
came back and you guys wouldn't have noticed I was gone. I need to, to just to interrupt on this one just just briefly. I've talked about Goop a lot, not just on podcasts with Jimmy, but also me and Ben were waging war against Goop for about the last four months. Um, which rant is this about Goop? Yeah, this was it was during the Royal Rumble, one of the parts of the Royal Rumble. I think even during part two, during the men's one, where we just oh, took okay. a weird detour, and I'm just sitting here like, what happened here? And <laughs> The thing with Lee Pace is, I don't know if he needs this award. He's already got a category named after him. I know he didn't win, but, you know, you've got your own category. I mean, you've won enough. Yeah. We've he's, talked a he's got lot that Marvel of, money as well. We've talked a lot about the thing with Jimmy phoned me. <laughs> uh, we talked about it before we went on air, and I said before we went on air that I nearly hung up on Jimmy and didn't even, almost didn't answer the call. Because we it's very rare, if ever, that we actually call each other. So I thought he must, must have had it by mistake. I was that drunk, I thought, fuck it, why not? Scott. Oh, no, sir, it was very intentional, and it worked out beautifully. This is true, that's how I got into the Hall of Fame, because of your drunk vote. But, Scott, can I ask you a quick question? Mm-hmm. Would you kill your own mother if it meant saving vampire kind? Because that's, um, what, I... that's what Blade did. And See Blade what I told you? sacrificed... He killed his own mother, who he also thought was dead. Um, but then it turned out she wasn't dead because of Stephen Dorff. And uh, he was a bad vampire. And then Blade had to kill him as well. And then he did that awesome quip about ice skating uphill. I don't know if you guys ever tried ice skating uphill. It sounds really difficult. I can't think of anyone that had to do it. And then the second one, he had to like team up with all those other vampires. And then that third one, Ryan Reynolds was there. Scott, would you vote against Ryan Reynolds, who was in one of the Blades? We're not talking about Wesley Snipes' his Blades. We're talking about the new version of Blade that hasn't even out yet. I'm like just Ryan giving you a brief history of the character that the Mar- that Marvel is bringing into the MCU, thanks to uh, Mashirhara Ali. I think that's how you say it. Mahershala. Mahershala Ali. Please stop saying Marvel. It's Marvel. This is why we put you in the Hall of Fame. Hey, I'm just copying Jake Gyllenhaal. He did that whole interview thing for that Spider-Man movie, calling it Marvel. I only watched that for the first time a few weeks ago, by the way. It's a good movie, right? Yeah, it's really good. Like, I never used to like Jake Gyllenhaal until like Nightcrawler, and then this is really turned me around on Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I really liked it. I watched him uh, in Zodiac the other week. I hadn't seen that before. And it was really good as well. It was a good mystery movie, if anyone wants to watch that. Um... I mean, it's it's clearly Jimmy phone Scott. I mean, that is, that is just amazing. It was I mean, incredible to be there for that moment. <laughs> oh, can absolutely. We, can we get more self-serving if we nominate that? It's either that or Blade, because I'm not going for either the other two. <laughs> Mostly because I don't remember the the ramble about goo. I- I couldn't, I could, even if you paid me, I, I could not remember it yeah. if I didn't listen to it. And I tweeted Lee Pace and uh, when the, the entrance tournament went out and he didn't reply. What a dick. Yeah, what a dick. Apparently he's too busy. Scott, well, you see, he had to, you know, he was getting uh, an award named after him and everything. But still, my point remains, Scott, I think me calling you on the podcast is probably one of my proudest moments as a man uh, that that happened to work out. Um, 
So I think I think that's what I'm going to go with. Me calling Scott on a po- I see I have no shame. I will nominate myself to win anything. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I'd be lying if I said I like the next day when I went up I was while nursing my hangover. I was I was listening to that before I had to go out <laughs> to go for, to go see Fear and Loathing and I, I had listened to it and I was waiting with Peter Beth to hear what that what it sounded like on the podcast when you called me. Like the whole build up to it and like you guys are just sitting there while it's rigging thing like because if I hadn't answered it would have been so awkward. Yeah, and then Nathan says something like, "Don't worry, I'll I'll edit it out." And my, my in my brain I was like, "No, don't. It's gonna be hilarious if it just <laughs> if it just goes to Scott didn't answer." Like, oh, fuck. And then I, we would have argued for another four hours about whether or not he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> we were in a no-lose situation, Scott. The fact that you answered just made it like 110% one of our shining moments here on the Rogue Opinions podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I was also determined that I was that drunk. I missed you afterwards about the fact that uh, but you called me. I was, I, was det- I was convinced that maybe I'd be so drunk I wouldn't remember the next day. Which I did. I did end up remembering it, but it would have been so funny if I didn't. And then listen back and I was like, "When the fuck did they call me?" <laughs> oh, I'm on this fucking podcast. What the fuck? Because <laughs> it's in the description for the podcast, I think. And so I would have read that when I was scrolling through like Spotify or whatever it was. I was listening to it, like, but they did. <laughs> oh, that would have been a sad moment for you. <laughs> Uh, but it ended up being a great moment for us. But the question is, once and for all, is it moment of the year? Yes. Yeah. It is. Because, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this was a difficult because we've had so many podcasts and so many stuff happened that it was hard to think of many nominees past that and like the Lee Pace thing. Pretty Just much. A, a truly beautiful moment on this truly beautiful show. Pretty much. And that's all the awards given out, everyone. That's it. Ooh. That's the, those are our first. That's our first set of anniversary awards. We're a whole year old, ladies and gentlemen. We're 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 crawling around. We're saying Baba and whatnot. You know, we're we're really out there. We're getting. We're growing up in front of your ears. Yeah, we would say Dada, but he went out for cigarettes. <laughs> he did. He did. I uh, I'd like to say just like speaking serious for a moment, uh, like been a year i remember when nathan messaged me about joining i told me the name rogue opinions which initially i thought nah i don't know about that name but you know <laughs> i came along for the ride it's been a year all i can say is hey look at this Who does yeah, not me not, not me, me. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sure none of you uh out there listening all 16 of you in uganda that you ever would have imagined that popping up on your feed after a year would be the A-team and all of our other glorious, glorious contributors, whether it be on Medium.com or on Twitter, uh, here on the podcast, on any number of our recurring shows and segments. Uh, So if you guys have been with us for a little bit of the time, the whole time, you guys are just jumping on now, thank you guys so much. It's been really fascinating and and fun to uh, not only to get to know you guys to get to know the entire crew and all the stuff that we get to do hopefully the world starts going a little bit more back to normal so i can start being on the show a little bit more again and not wanting to die um every day 
But I'm out there being a hero. I'm saving the good people of the, these United States. And uh, I'm just glad that uh, I got asked to come on. And some of my favorite moments have been staying up, making these guys stay up far too late because of time differences. Because I decided to get drunk after work and not stop talking. Uh, so if you guys have enjoyed all of that and all of this, thank you. And we got plenty more. But uh, as we wrap up here on the award show, let's go around in the uh, in the round here. Just as Sean Evans says on Hot Ones, that camera, that camera, that camera. Tell everybody what you got going on, Scott McLeod. Well, thank you very much, Jimmy. It's good to have you back. I mean, we, we completely understand why you haven't been around recently, but we thought we re- this whole everything's been going the last couple months was kind of anniversary almost stuck up on us, and we were like, we can't not have Jimmy around. So we we thankfully we were able to make this work. And you can follow me on Twitter at McLeod1986. You can listen to any of the shows that we've been talking about here. You can go back on the back catalogue of SB Rambling, my other podcast, uh, and listen to that punishment podcast we talked about because at the moment we're not, we haven't been able to do much. You know, if you like uh, people, Scottish people talking about Frasier and wrestling, then it's a podcast for you. And uh, we mentioned the Rogue Witches Matt review recently made a return. You know, it's not the same as it was when Jimmy was joining me on it, but we, we do our best. And I hope to be back on there uh, really soon. Um, and hopefully it's after the doldrums of the end of 1999 and uh, it, I'd come back for like the fun stuff in 2000. Um, Nathan, that camera, that microphone, that blow-up doll, tell them what you got going on. <laughs> you can find me at Nathan Greenaway if you do want to tweet me. Otherwise, just check back through the archives. Everything we've spoken about, if you've not listened to some episodes that sounded good, then go give them a listen to, unfortunately, once again, agree with Scott. It's nice to have Jimmy back. It's been a while since I've spoken to him until today, It's and it's been a joy. Weirdly, A-Team. This has probably been our shortest podcast ever. Yes, absolutely. We actually were talking earlier in the week how we thought this was going to be like 19 hours long and whatever. But look at look at what happens. We come back. We're strong. We're fresh. We're concise. We're really like day drunk on mimosas. And, you know, it's it's just a fantastic thing. And uh, for my plugs, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's been a little while since Per Wrestling Magic was able to do uh, an episode of Monday Morning Magic. But don't you fucking worry. We're cranking out all of the classic content over on the Per Wrestling Magic YouTube page. We put up our last two full shows. That is Full House and Family Matters. We have a brand new ramp. Uh, I don't know if you guys have checked out the show, but our ramp is awesome. And it's super cool. And we have a 15-year-old doing our lighting. Uh, and he's great. He's amazing. Um, and we have a brand new uh, archived show coming out from 2017 called Driver Things, uh, where our, at the time, Pro Wrestling Magic Dark Arch Champion, the god of drivers ever cross, praise be his name, took on the leader and the founder of the brood, Gangrel, one-on-one, for the Dark Arts title. That and much, 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 much more, June 4th, over on the Pro Wrestling Magic YouTube page. We're putting up old matches, um, and other content all the time. So please go and follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Magic. I'm at Mr. Riot on Twitter. That's M R R I zero T because Counter Strike was a thing when I was a kid. A whole year of saying that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, 
And yeah, just go back through the archives. Rogue underscore opinion on Twitter. Most of the time it's Nathan post posting things at celebrities to see if maybe they'll notice us. Please notice us, Senpai. And thank you for noticing us here on the first ever Rogue Opinions anniversary special award series show thing. I'm going to go grab another drink. We hope you all do the same. Thank you. And good night. This is your Let's